0: Is it transphobic? We'll be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various. Very-
1: This is Ashley here again. Uh, so, once again, we're talking about the movie Adam. The movie Adam, uh, unfortunately, is very controversial uh, in trans circles, but it is again created by a trans person featuring tons of amazingly talented trans people. So, we wanted to support it, we wanted to talk about it. We are very in favor of uh, people supporting trans art. Not only that, I am 100% supportive of the movie. I think it was great, but at the same time, there are certain aspects of it that are very tough to take in. Uh, Most specifically, we talked in the intro to the last episode about how there are some potential consent violations, and so uh, I just wanted to give you a warning about that. We are going to talk about consent violations in this particular episode of the podcast. So if you need a moment, if you need to walk away from the review for a little bit, that's fine, do what you need to do in order to take it in if you want to, or just skip it, unfortunately, but I'll understand. Uh, That said, here is part two of our discussion of adam i hope you enjoy the podcast i hope you enjoy this and i hope that you again understand we are just two people with our own biases and our own opinions so thank you so much
2: trans people being like well trans people lesbians don't date trans men and i'm like it was based in 2006 and our language is a lot different like Mm. We might, they even used the word cisgender at one point in the film, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't... It might have, st- obviously, cis the Latin root, mm-hmm. cis was around, but it wasn't, like, your everyday talk. It wasn't... I'm okay with that kind of
1: revisionism, but yeah, nope, but no, I feel, totally that, you know, so I feel but like... But I'd also have to look at that, because I'm not sure, because 2006 was 13 years, years ago. ago. 13 so, years ago, so... I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, I know it's been in use because I know, like, I did a lot of research on the root of the word and the root, like, cisgender specifically has been around at least since the '70s. Yeah. But in popular use, I don't know. In popular use, in,
2: in your daily, mm-hmm. in your in your household terms, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, and so there were things like that in the film that also kind of felt. Uh, oh, so so the point of that being is um, words were different. Um, maybe those words were around. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if pansexual was around at that point. Mm. I don't know if gender was used. I know it was around, but I don't know if it was used a lot. Mm. Um, definitely not. And my story is I grew up in New York, and mm. I never heard that word until, like, six years ago. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe even less than that. Um, you know, so the idea of all, all these people getting mad that, like, it's transphobic to say a lesbian mm. is getting a trans person. Put yourself in 2006. Yeah. Um, and And mm. open up your mind to the fact that, like, the language was not there for everybody. Mm. Um, I mean, you know the the terminology of pansexual or identifying as something that was outside of just the the four letters that we had, which was LGBT mm. um, at the time. Uh, you know, um, I think we have to remember that and not watch this movie getting mad at the fact that in two thousand nineteen, it sounds shitty to say a lesbian is dating a trans man, um, whereas in two thousand six we might not have had the verbiage to make that
1: sound better. Well, and I think also just within queer communities it was very, not mixed, but at the same time I feel like, I feel like there was a mixture of a lot of different people, and I feel like a lot of, very much as like people are sort of like, oh, you know, like i trying to figure out my identity as a lesbian, my identity as uh, like a gay man, my identity as etc. etc. Um, dating a lot of different people and not necessarily knowing... I don't want to say not necessarily knowing that there's a difference, but at the same time, like, meeting people and just being attracted to the person, but having that label. But having that label, yeah. And it is a thing where it's just, like, I think that that's a very real thing is, like, I'm attracted to this person, but I've had this label for a very long time, and I don't know... And that's why I kind of really appreciated... I am a horrible human being, (laughs) the main female character in the movie. (laughs) That's right. Her journey. Her journey, yeah. Because so much of that was the, like, I think I'm okay dating a trans man, if that's okay, if that's okay for me to say, type of, like, conversation that she had. And as much as that was also met with a lot of other problematic things, as is just the story. Yeah. uh, But her journey of maybe it's okay that I'm bisexual, even though I've been using the term lesbian for such a long time, time. and I've been like a lesbian, like, person that people look up to as a lesbian. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, there's so much... This is why I really like this movie also, though, is because it's very complicated. It's very complicated. Like, it's... I think... I think you need to know a lot of the issues that you are going to have with it, but I also don't want people to force themselves to go see a movie that they a will have to pay money for that they will know that they can't get past lot of the the, yeah. the issues I mean, for and there me, are like, issues. it was
2: hard. If oh. once he breaks the consent of going into the sex club, mm-hmm. it was very if I wasn't watching it for The New York Times, I no. probably would have turned it off at that point. Mm. It's almost it's all our our world, of mm. of what of what is okay for us individually. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the kink community, you might not have even noticed that that was a consent violation. Yeah. If you're not, if, you know, if you're not, you know, again, in that community, you, you mm. might not see these things as a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for me, it was like, I was so, when you get into the kink community, you're so trained on what's okay and what's mm. not, negotiations and, and compromises and talking about, you know, those things. Um, Maybe I would have not minded it as much. Mm. Um, the The labeling of lesbians versus bisexual versus pansexual versus yeah. you know that stuff didn't bother me. It, it mm. felt very much like these are young kids. Fi- the, also, the cast is very young. Yeah. So like, well, like, I felt like they're all kind of figuring themselves out. Mm. Um, so like the the things that people were saying is transphobic about the film didn't bother me because I was like oh it's a coming of age film for kids in college that Mm. are, you know, fucking everything. They're in college, Mm. like, Mm. (laughs) as they should be, you know, and figuring out what they like and what they don't. And, you know, um, which was kind of fun. Um, The sister, actually, uh, one of the things I did love about the film is the sister dates Mm. a trans woman, and Mm. it is a non-issue. It is a non... It is a... This is a woman, and I I like her because she's a woman, and it was sexual, and it was hot, and it was sexy, Mm. and it was... It was done in a way that was very lesbian, affirming for trans women, Mm. which was very nice, especially considering, well, like two weeks ago, well, not even, like a week ago, an actor came out and said, and I get it, thank you, cis allies, for trying Mm. to be good, but he said he's trans-attracted. Did you read this article?
1: I, I heard a little bit about this. I've also heard there have been things that have come up that I have not done enough research to...
2: No, but apparently, yeah.
1: yeah so it's actually yeah. this
2: actor who who is trying to do the right thing, and, and I will mm-hmm. give him that. Um, but he's like, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to trans people. I'm trans attracted. Yeah. And I was like, mm, no, you're straight um, because trans women are women. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, But again, like uh, you know, I, think, I think that's kind of why... Mm. Like, I kind of love that even more now about Adam. is because mm. now, after I saw that movie, we have this this actor saying trans attracted and taking away from the heterosexualness of being attracted to a trans woman yeah. as a man. Um, and having that in the film was very nice. Like, having a lesbian attracted to a lesbian um, who happens to be trans was very very nice and organic and real uh, to me. Well, there was, there was also, like, a mini plot
1: in that that I don't know if you... It was just so quick that I don't even know if uh, it was picked up by a lot of people. The sister, who is the the person we're talking about, who is sis, who uh, who started like seeing a number of different trans people, she got called she got called a chaser. Oh, there was, I didn't like, hear that. Yeah, the, okay. so the thing is, it's an unreliable narrator because it was the roommate who was attracted to her who said, "Oh, well, people are saying that you're becoming a chaser now." we like, what? Uh, Who's saying?
2: Yeah, no, it's I'm not, I'm just, it's what I'm hearing. I hate, it, it, like, I hate the T-word, but if you're going to make a movie in 2006. Mm-hmm. They also already used the T-word at the beginning of the movie. Yep. This one, the throwaway actor says, I love Tranny Dick. Mm. Oh, that's right. Mm. That, that was a whole, yeah, we ooh. didn't even talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Such an unnecessary scene, and that scene is so upsetting, and I, I um, think, <laughs> um, but they've already said they said mm-hmm. the word, the mm-hmm. T word in the first ten minutes of the film, yeah. and then later on, like if you've already said it, in just instead of saying chaser, I think it was say the well T-word, because chaser. now
1: the term chaser has been used as just without the the other word. Yeah, yeah, and it's just assumed. But even then, like I think a lot of that was to. A, prep the audience of like, hey, these are some words that we might be throwing around and let's cut that a little bit. We don't necessarily need to use it anymore. Fair. You know that this I feel is like a thing. They you should know that this is it. supposed to be a very complicated yeah. like, ah! Yeah. Like, yep. But, like, but again, like, if you're making, mm-hmm. for
2: me, it's like, then don't put it in 2006. Yeah. Put it in 2019 and mm-hmm. then just take away the world together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, for me, I, I didn't feel yeah. like it was necessary mm-hmm. to be in 2006. Well, like, I, I felt mm-hmm. like, it gave it, I don't know, it, that, mm-hmm. that part, you know, but I live in Brooklyn and there mm-hmm. were a lot of issues with the rent prices that they were charging in the movie that weren't uh, equivalent <laughs> to 2006, so like I have a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no one was paying a thousand dollars New York's always been, New York's always been expensive, so, uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, right. You know, so like for me, um, mm. yeah, I definitely missed, I missed that. Um. Mm. But I don't. I don't feel like her, her representing the movie. I mean, she dates mm-hmm. a, a non-binary person in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a trans woman in the film,
1: and then. So long that I've forgotten what pronouns they were using. For it was, her. She her. it oh, okay. was she and her. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so with with that character, it's just like you know, it was that character saying that after uh, she was flirting in front of both her as well as uh, the roommate or the sister's ex. Right. So it's like oh. Are you just saying that so that you don't pursue that? Like, what is what is this? Like, what is this mini story line? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that I thought was interesting. Yeah, which kind of um, sucks.
2: It's like if you date yeah. two trans people who are the son Chaser. It's like yeah, two. Which again, like, like that's, two? That's, <laughs> that's two
1: more than a lot of cis writers will have a character date in a movie. So yeah, but that's yeah, fair. Um, that's fair. So let's talk a little bit about the the realities of this movie as created from a piece of media. And again, we've not read this media. I have just, because I wanted to enjoy this movie as a movie, I absolutely did not look into anything from the books other than what had kind of come across to me. But a lot of the specifics about the book that I did hear were very troubling. It sounds like it's an absolutely abhorrent book. So the question comes up, and it comes up a lot when it comes to this movie, why make this movie? Why make this movie? Why focus on this movie? Yeah. And again, we do not have insider knowledge, which is the thing I have been I have to say all the time in this, yes. but yeah. why, and like the only insider knowledge that I do have is that like I've looked up a couple of interviews with Reese and a couple of interviews with the other folks, um, but really like why make this movie? Uh, yeah. And for you, just as again like speculation, like why, what are some of the reasons that someone might make a movie like this um, if, if it is about their community if, if and it's based rip, on this material? Yeah.
2: If mm-hmm. this script came past my desk, there's a lot of things that would, that would make me want to make it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that I'd be able to cast so many trans people mm-hmm. is huge. Um, the fact that I would most like, the locations are not expensive. Um, there was nothing that was like crazy, you know, maybe the sex club, but really there was nothing. Financially, the, the movie is not an expensive movie to make, mm. um, so there's that, there's uh, the studios taking a chance on a book that's
0: already made money.
2: Mm.
0: Um, so. Hello, I am Dr. Ross from Scowl Fight for your Rights. Are you looking to conquer the world, but help people while you do it? May I present the solution to all of your problems? The Taser! Yes. The Potaser is my own personal invention for conquering the world with easy home-based electric goods. For just one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 19 you can donate through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Laddermageddon, and get your own very own very very own Potaser to conquering the world. All donations that you make through Fractured Atlas are tax deductible, so if you are sick of dodging your taxes, you can just deduct them instead. Once again, you can buy the Potaser for one complicated payment of two medium payments of three easy payments of 19 dollars and help Scowl Leathermageddon become reality! Please be advised for your own personal safety. Please do not buy the Potaser. Simply donate through Fractured Atlas. Do not, I repeat, do not buy the Potaser. The Potaser is not meant to be cooked, eaten, consumed in any way, shape, or form. It is not meant to be utilized in any way whatsoever and cannot be verified as safe by any American administration. Please, please, please do not buy the Potaser. Simply send any donations through Fractured Atlas to Scowl, Latermageddon.
2: Yeah. To give shit to this director. See like, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm like but that was one trans person, not a cast of twenty. Yep. You know, um you know and it was it was a big problem. It was like mm-hmm. where Do you have any trans people read this?
1: Well, and and that is another... Man, we've got to start wrapping up. But yeah, (laughs) like... uh, Because there is a certain power dynamic of, like, a lot of these folks are not well-known, so it can be tough. But at the same time, they wouldn't be as enthusiastic as they are. No. Like, I feel like there's a certain... You can kind of... It's not even necessarily, oh, you can tell if somebody didn't like it. It's a... You can tell if somebody's doing the bare minimum. Versus, like, if people are... If they're really behind it. Yeah. Like, the people that... But the people that like put the effort the trans people that put the effort into this movie really are really,
0: kind of yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's worth you know, if again if you want to go and see it, I definitely think it's uh worth paying the price to go and see it, uh, yeah. or waiting for it to be, I'm sure, with the amount of attention it's gotten, it's yeah. going to be on Netflix, I'm sure I would be sure. Or some streaming service. Or some and, like, streaming. Like if you're
1: service. and if you are waiting again, like if that is your view, if your view is I'm boycotting this I'm not telling you not to do that, but if it ends up on a streaming service and you're already subscribed to it and, you know, like, yeah, like, pop it in. Pop, pop it, in it on, in. Pop it in. You'll know within pop the first pop, yeah. pop Pop around. Let me just throw a bunch of other pop, places. Hop okay. on pop. pop, pop, pop. I think, That's, yeah. I
2: think within the first 20 minutes you'll know yeah. if you're going to like it or not. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty honest you'll about You'll know if it's what, for you. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty honest about what it is within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so the other thing that we did not talk about when we were talking about actors, uh, there was an issue that was brought up that initially I did not... Like I knew that it was happening, but I didn't hear any response to it. And there has been a response from uh Research, who's the director. Um, but basically it was alleged that for multiple scenes, Wardrobe uh, either misgendered folks, like in the case of one person who wished to remain anonymous, I'm quoting from Vulture, uh, I'm just looking at an article from Vulture as we're, as we're speaking, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to quote heavily, uh, but there was a person who, casting agency, asked for pronouns, but crew members refer to him using she, her pronouns multiple times. This is a trans masculine person, um, and according to that person, this was the case for several other trans and gender non-conforming extras who used uh, neutral pronouns as well. Uh, That said, it was also corroborated by another person who I'm looking at the name of, a writer named, a non-binary trans writer named Casey Clements. Uh, Apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, That agrees the Adam Crew, quote unquote, really didn't have a grasp on they-them pronouns at all. Um, And although Clements wasn't personally misgendered on set, uh, they stated to Vulture that, quote, folks who were not presenting cis, who were not cis-passing and especially trans-feminine folks weren't being treated with respect. Um, Now this was, and there's a whole other thing, we'll link it so you can read the entire Vulture article, Uh, but again like I didn't hear anything about it other than any response, but I wasn't necessarily looking because I wanted to go see the movie and have that be the thing and then figure out what the deal was after that. Um, So, and research did respond. I'm not going to read Uh, Reese's entire response, but essentially it came down to they did a lot of training, they had packets, they had things that were there for all the members of the production. However, and I think in print it comes across wrong, but just the idea that like Reese was also very open to the fact that, yep, this could still happen on my set, unfortunately, but we really, we try to do the due diligence, is essentially yeah. what Reese said. is And Reese also mentioned that uh, he was very, let me find the real thing that he said, but basically, um, a lot of it also came from the lookbooks, which I'm
2: sure you can tell me a little bit more what a lookbook is. Yes. Yeah. A, yeah. a lookbook is essentially, each department has it, so your art department usually comes up with the color scheme that the film's gonna be. Um, and your wardrobe person then sets up uh, things that aren't going to be uh, distracting to the eye based on the color scheme that the art department mm-hmm. gives you. Uh, so they send out a book, usually, I'm assuming this was, uh, it was based on 2006 pictures because of the movie was in 2006, it uh, was based in 2006. So like, uh, lookbooks are just different pictures of what you want characters to wear. If people are their own wardrobe, mm-hmm. you're like, I want you to look kind of like this we yeah. having a party in a in a sex dungeon. I needed to be in this kind of look. Yeah. Um, so a lookbook is literally what you want the film to look like.
1: yeah, and so that's where a lot of the issues came from for a lot of folks. Uh research said this is a production coming from a good place, and yet mistakes can still be made. Um, so I don't know if he ever necessarily uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, and he also went on to say, I mean, what is the wardrobe of a cis lesbian? What does that mean? And what is the wardrobe of a trans man or a trans masculine person? I'm not really sure where that idea came from. Um, so, I think he brings up a very good point, which is, like, what is the look? Well, and particularly for film, and you can tell me as, like, who has, someone who has made more films than I have. A few. Um, <laughs> there is a certain extent, and I'm not saying that it's good and I'm not saying that it's great, but there is a certain extent that you need to get a certain look for a group shot. Yeah. So that people visually are not are focused on the main characters but also taking in the scenery. So
2: there's, there's a couple of things that here. Um, yeah. One of the things is, if you're going to be doing something in a lesbian club mm-hmm. and you are wanting people to look, whatever that means, like lesbians, you have every option to write all of your extras and say, hey, this is a lesbian scene, mm-hmm. we're going to put you in what we deem woman's clothes, or we're going to ask you to wear what we deem as women's clothes. Um, is there a problem with that? Do you want, as a non-binary person, do you want to only be included in the party scenes that gender is not important? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like, I, I don't know why they, and again, I, I'm not on the production, mm-hmm. But an email should have went out saying, with a list of all the scenes, and saying, we need 20 extras for scene 2, and 10 of them need to look like lesbians, 10 of them need to look non-binary, you know, 5 need to look non-binary, 5 need to look, you know, like men, but again, whatever that means, um, those emails should have went out, and then the extras should have been given the opportunity to say, I'm okay with being in this scene, I'm okay with being in this scene, and I sent a lookbook for those scenes. Um, So I don't know if that happened. Mm. If that did happen, and they were still sent women's clothing, I would want to know what does that mean? Because I don't remember anyone in the film looking like someone who I would see on the street and assume non-binary as a woman, and I Mm -hmm. didn't see anyone who who to me, if I was walking on the street and I thought, that's a man was dressed in women's clothing. I don't mm. remember any of that. I feel like that's something I would have noticed. Mm. Um, so I, I also don't know if they were then made to wear what they were asked to wear from the lookbook. Right. Um, so so there, there's things like that. Um, as far as the misgendering goes, I can say um, on all my sets, the call sheet, which is your schedule for the next day, has mm. everyone's gender next to it. I do a huge, to- I mean, luckily my crew is usually the same. Um, so, I know at this point, but I do a huge talk about respecting people's pronouns, um, how to um, apologize without making it about you, mm-hmm. um, how to just switch it in the middle of the conversations. If I call someone who goes by she, he, the next sentence I change it to she, catch mm-hmm. yourself and fix it. Um, I, do, I do all that kind mm-hmm. of sensitivity training, even yeah. with that. And I had to have a director not come back to set for reshoots because she misgendered one of my non-binary uh, people on set, constantly called them she, and then when I brought that up, um, I was given the you know, nonsense for well. No. I went to school, and I, learned, and I was like, you know, I want to learn a thing and damage from more than one person, and I just responded with, we all went to school, you're the only one that continued not to grow, mm-hmm. um, and decided not to learn anymore, don't come back to shoot. I'll come mm. back to set, I'll hire somebody else. Mm. So the, f- the fact is, no matter, it can't be, it's not the director's sole responsibility, right. or the producer's sole responsibility, because they probably were doing mm. all their due diligence. Yeah. Sometimes cis people are just not able to get over that hump, and mm. I decided to cut those cis people out, mm-hmm. and say you're not okay, but there's a lot of money involved, A lot of films aren't at, you know, um, you know, you can't just fire someone without giving them a severance. Mm -hmm. um, Which can, which for an independent film, could destroy the rest of the film. It's, well, I got to give this person a severance package because I fired them. You're all of a sudden now not able to make the film because all the money's gone to that. Um, Well, and there are also just so many,
1: because even in a smaller film there's multiple departments I mean, and again like I want to say this before I, I make my statement that like I am not saying any of that is good oh, no. or that I agree with it oh, but just no. like the real, no, the, the real the real world of making a film is there are multiple departments and uh, while well, exactly like you're saying like you can't necessarily be there at all times yeah.
2: and like, I, didn't, I had no yeah. idea how bad it was on my set until the 13th day where yeah. my friend said to me, She'd called me she, 13 days in a fucking row. Yeah, And I didn't know that because I'm dealing with actors and I'm building mm-hmm. sets and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing this department. That it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, I wish you would have told me. Because yeah. I do every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. I stop and I say, okay, this is why it has to be better. This is why you have to be better. And I give the statistics of trans suicide and trans deaths and, you know. Um, But there's also, and because there's that power dynamic, like, and because there's also
1: that power dynamic of this person is the, like, in your case, this person is the director, but in their case, I'm an extra. And particularly casting, it's not necessarily about, like, pouring over, like, oh, it's more just like, here's a picture, all right, that person could look like what they're telling me, and if the casting department, even if they know... They can be stressed. They can be like, ah, th- this person, they'll work there. Da, go. Are you available? Yeah. Because you know, you're know you looking at a multi-person shot. so 14-hour days. Yeah, like 14-hour <laughs> days, multiple people. I mean, so, when I say, I'm yeah. definitely not excusing it. And when no. it happens on my set, I... I, I and neither was
2: Reese, progressed. just also throw that Like, based um, on the quotes, neither was Reese. Yeah, it's but, more, mm-hmm. we can't... On the smallest film shoot, the smallest crew mm-hmm. I've ever had was 25 people. Yeah. I can't... Physically, I would love to be able to be that a monitor 25 mm-hmm. feet, but unless you have the money to literally hire a sensitive sensitively person to just be on set and walk room to room, like it's gonna be very hard because people aren't there yet. We're getting them there, we're pushing, a lot of them are. Sometimes the best ally isn't. And that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And it sucks, and it hurts, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's terrible. terrible. But mm-hmm. the reality is, mm-hmm. the reality is, not everyone's hanging out with trans people. I, I hired my GRIP, who I've hired a thousand times, and um, he said to me, he's like, oh, I have another GRIP, and he named him, and I was like, I can't have the old cis white boys, and cis white gay boys. <laughs> and he was like, cis? And I explained to him, and I was like, Oh, There's someone that's been on my set who has never misgendered mm. anyone, who has mm. never had an issue with that, but he never heard the word cis before. Mm. And once I told him, he was like, oh shit, okay, like totally, I get it now. Mm. And he wrote, like, thanks, with a big heart. And I was like, oh my god, thank you for being a good, straight cis white guy, and mm. for understanding that I can't have a full crew of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, mm. diversity and representation matter. Mm. Um, you know, but we also, like, have to remember that, like, not everyone has a trans friend that's going to educate them, like not everyone has, you know, that, you know, it's like we shouldn't have to educate them, but if they don't know that they're not educated, (laughs) like, how are they going to do the research if they don't know? Mm -hmm. Um, So again, not excusing, but like, there's still a long way to go, and these Mm -hmm. people should, you know, um, do better, and I hope that the wardrobe Mm got people got. Uh, scolded for that and I hope that an apology went out to these people that they misgendered, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I hope all of that happened, um, but it's really, really, really hard to put that yeah. on the director and producer because mm-hmm. most likely they're doing their best. Mm-hmm. As, as we said, like, I, we had, you know, they had sensitivity training, they had people that, like, it's just hard to police everybody because mm-hmm. there's so many people. Um, yeah. again, it doesn't make it less shitty, mm-hmm. it's just the
1: reality, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't, yeah, and exactly like you're saying, it doesn't remove the validity of how that is a very bullshit thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, man, yeah, the reality of a film shoot is just, it's another animal. It's another like, animal. It's another an animal. And it's, you know. it's moving and, every like, everything is progressing, but at the same time it's just like, yep. And I, I think it's good that stories like this do exist yeah. because it shows, like, yep, it can happen even on a very inclusive shoot. It can yeah. happen on, and I think... I hope that like it is handled well and it sounds like again like they were doing their due diligence yeah. so uh, but it's just like yeah I don't know but but well, also this was a film shoot that I was not
2: on yeah so yeah so I don't know how I could have been way worse it could have been way less than, than who knows worth but worth but
1: worth. at the same time it does not remove the validity of what of the experience that they had of course Of yeah. course yeah mm-hmm. so awesome all right I think we need to start. We need to wrap this up. I'm this is definitely gonna be two episodes. Um, (laughs) I'll figure out where a natural endpoint. Yeah, Yeah, no, this (laughs) was I think this I think this is an episode that warrants it. The I think the only other one that we did other than other than Tu Wong Fu because one of the people came late was uh The the Danish girl, and there was a lot going on there, too, but... Yeah, 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 I haven't seen the Danish girl. So, Adam, you have the unique distinction of being a two-part episode. Um, So, let's ask the questions, since we've gotten through all the things I wanted to make sure we hit. Uh, First off, let's start with, was it enjoyable? And this can be... This doesn't have to be a definitive scale. It can be a 1 to 10. It can be... um, just sort of like a
2: noise. Um, something? Wasn't enjoyable. Um, I want to say the subplot were more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, the film I would give it a five. Um, okay. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it the consenting really. I just mm-hmm. know how all my friends in the king community would have, would see that yeah. scene and be infuriated, um, yeah. and and it it that that scene in particular went from it being an eight to a five instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a good five. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Alright. I I'm gonna give it higher. I'm gonna give it a good like seven or eight. Somewhere between a seven and eight yeah. out of ten. Um I really enjoyed it. I loved again like you y'all saw me tear up. Um but then again I because I was looking at it from the lens of a rom-com I kind of like I think I forgave a lot of the issues that do exist and I don't want to pretend don't yeah um and I think that's what pulls it down for me is like from being just like perfect uh, is like ah there's there's a lot that you gotta be able to look past just to see it yeah and but it's really good when you're able to yeah like especially a lot of the nuances are things that I think were handled expertly but the nuances that, unfortunately, it could not just because of the conceit of the piece.
2: Yeah. Just yeah. ah. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't be a part mm-hmm. of every community. And know how every community is going to feel about things. Yeah. So like, I, and I accept that like the king community is a, a very small niche mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want that to be normal, no, normalized. You yeah. know, of like, oh, it's a mm-hmm. big deal. Like, it's a big yeah. Um, but again, the transphobia part of the film was not let's get to that my issue like it well, wasn't like so aj was it transphobic because it was set in 2006 no okay if it was set in 2019 the language i'm sure would have been changed and it would mm-hmm. have been transphobic. Because, again watch it knowing it's supposed to be 2006 mm-hmm. before you get annoyed about the language mm-hmm. um so no i don't think it was transphobic because the same way we talked about dog Day afternoon mm-hmm. um to me, that wasn't transphobic because it was the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was progressive for the 70s. Um, this was based in 2006, so I don't think it's transphobic because mm-hmm. that's the language that we had. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I say no, not at all. I give it 0, maybe a 0.5, just because, yeah, there's probably some things that, like, there are issues, but at the same time, like, and we and we've talked about them, but at the same time, I don't think it was transphobic. Also because, like, so... And we can't get into a whole other conversation (laughs) because I need to go somewhere (laughs) later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think it's also worth saying yes, a piece that is uh, helmed by or written by or like etc. etc. can be transphobic, even if it is, even if like the people in charge, however like that goes, are trans, are non-binary. Yes, it can. I don't think this was. Mm um but i also understand where a lot of just because of the situation of what this is is could be looked at as fodder for jackasses but yeah. eh, yeah. i I'm, I'm very happy that we can live in a world where a where we can disagree about a movie with high profile trans people that's that's how <laughs> oh i feel gosh. like i shouldn't <laughs> say anything else <laughs> because that's, yeah. I'm just so happy we could live in a world oh. where we could have complicated stories and people could be very angry about the movie oh. by trans people. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's okay. very nice. It's a nice yeah. change of pace. Yeah. Nice change of pace.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's nice to have a high-profile mm-hmm. film that's, that's getting noticed and, you know, hopefully, the other thing about this film is I hope a lot of people do, because mm-hmm. I want these actors and actresses, and are we using actresses anymore? Or are we just doing I mean, I think, I think people some people do self-identify
1: as actress, but generally speaking, the word actor has become,
2: okay. become the same. But then again, actors, there's a whole, there's probably, like,
1: honestly, there's a whole dissertation in that. <laughs> because <laughs> that also does the whole, like... Oh no, we all, we use he as standard because the he encompasses all. Yeah, and yeah. Like the man, the it. man encompasses all, and yeah. so it's like, <laughs> active person. There and you actually, go.
2: in in yeah. if you think about it, like logically, that's the the, the depending, depending on. That's his woman. I think I know where you're your going. Way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I knew I should have ended it with <laughs> my uh, statement. <laughs> no, but I think I think that. Uh, you're definitely right in the, in the fact that like trans people can make transphobic art, and this doesn't feel like one of them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah,
1: boycott if you want to boycott, but at the same time, I would really urge you to at least try and find a way to see if it's a thing that you might want to support. Yeah, there's, even plenty, of, it.
2: there's plenty of articles mm-hmm. to read about um, to decide. You know, even after this, uh, if you don't know, mm-hmm. yeah, it plenty of articles to read about it, so yeah. I will check it out. Stay mm-hmm. away from the book, though. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to hear, just stay away from
1: that book. Yeah, stay away from the book. <laughs> Yeah, we will not be covering that on Is a transphobic. Cool. So do something physical so that people on Patreon. Oh, wait, before you do that, before you do anything physical, don't do anything physical. Uh, <laughs> tell us how people can find you if you want them to find you.
2: Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Mattioli Pro or my latest film uh, at Guys at Parties Like It. Uh, yeah, the Instagram is the way to be. Nice. Uh, you can find me
1: online at uh, ashleylaurenrogers.com. I've got two productions coming up that are major, major ones. Uh, Chasing the Ghost is premiering in Massachusetts in Fitchburg in December. Uh, it's through the Forge Theatre Lab. Uh, and the my play The Last Ring, which is all about a trans-Japanese pro wrestler. Um, <laughs> I love it I, oh it's so uh, like I'm, I love <laughs> this play I'm so glad that it's being uh, put up it's being mounted by the parsnip ship so you basically like it's a podcast if they're another podcast you should absolutely listen to them uh, I have so many friends who are amazing playwrights that have had their work done through parsnipship nice. Uh, nice. so once it is once they've recorded it it'll take them a little while to get it on podcast but then like it'll live and you can listen to it later if you don't live in new york okay um, okay yeah but you can also find is it transphobic online the twitter handle is at is it transphobic and you can also go to tiny.url i think it is or tinyurl.com whatever the are the hell you navigate tinyurl <laughs> slash is it transphobic uh <laughs> Go online, you'll find it. I
2: thought you meant because you didn't know what like, what. The... I forget, like, cause like
1: I think Bitly is like the bit.ly... dot Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. The, none of but that it's matters. So like that like, actually, doesn't know it's... how to say tiny URL. Uh, <laughs> the
2: web websites
1: are transphobic. There you go. That's my takeaway from this discussion about Adam. Adam is not websites. Are <laughs> Alright, do something physical so that the people paying money on Patreon, become a supporter of Patreon, even just a dollar a month will get you these videos! Yes, 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 please, 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 please! <laughs> and in all seriousness, I know that I don't update the Patreon a lot, I'm not, I'm very bad about being on the Patreon, but at the same time, uh, I am incredibly appreciative to all of you who have been able to give me money, even just a dollar a month, and that helps with the fee that we use to keep the to keep the website af- or to keep the, the podcast RSS feed afloat. Yeah. Um, it's, it really does help, so thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, something physical. Something physical. Something physical. Something physical. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you so much. Cute. Cool. Ooh. are you go, are you Good up talk. to it. So, we're going to fucking Inwood. Um, <laughs> a friend is having a housewarming and just she's like I she's, uh, fucking <laughs> She came out and she came out to yeah, that one. Yeah, well she came out to the birthday and the bad movie night, so it's like, uh. oh we should.
0: <laughs> is it transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It
1: Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionroars.github.io.
2: The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Aladrin,
0: who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianaladrin.bandcamp.com.